Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? So, Alina and I have realized that in the, basically the, like, eight block square radius around our apartment, there are six different boba places. Like, not, like, chains. They're just, like, six different individual places. So we're like, trying to create kind of a ranking system and figuring out like a way to rank all of them against each other. But I think just the fact that there's six boba places is just kind of stupid. Like <laughs> why, who needs this? I think we should hashtag normalize boba like coffee. You know, if you can have a Starbucks on every block, you should have a boba shop on every block. But I don't think there should be a Starbucks in every block. Like, it's, it's kind of stupid. But, but now that there is, if you can't beat them, join them. So just have a boba shop on every block. Here's my bigger thing, though. If you're making the most of your bobas from powder, which, like, I don't know if they all are, but three of them are just very, like, basic, like, shitty boba places. Actually, there's seven. But three of them are just very basic, like, shitty boba places. You're, if you're making all your shit from powder, you're getting the powder from the same place as the other places. It doesn't matter where you go, you're getting the same tea, right? I mean, you know more about how the boba thing works than I do. Well, how do you know they're getting the powder from the same places? Because they taste the same. <laughs> so your ranking system ultimately puts them all in the same rank then? Those three are the bottom rank, yeah. I don't know if they get them from the same places. I only work at the exquisite, organic, handcrafted Teamo tea. So personally, I don't have that much experience. Well, but we went to one yesterday. Um, this is like, I think like a top two ranked one right now. Because they do like cheese foam and other shit. And it's like, this is kind of sick. Um, cheese foam is cheese foam is a standard. I think most places. Oh, actually, not in America. It's really popular in China. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I think it's like one of two that do it around us. But because like near us, there's just like kung fu tea, um, gong cha. Then there's this place called Tea Magic, which is just like trash. But you can get like a fucking two liter bottle of boba for like five dollars so people fuck with it Um, yeah tea magic does sound trash well i'm glad that you found a sense of purpose thanks i'm trying (laughs) so moving on today's episode me and sam will be interviewing rapper producer duo king vision ultra and amani over a blueberry smoothie great let's get started So for today's drink, we have a blueberry smoothie, which is freaking fantastic because smoothies are great. And I always forget about smoothies until like one day I'm craving them. And then I'm like, oh shit, why don't I make more smoothies? Today, I made my blueberry smoothie with blueberries, a banana, almond milk, chia seeds. um, And then I also put a little bit of like syrup sweetener in there and um spinach because you can't taste the spinach and i'm gonna have to give this smoothie a 10 out of 10 she's not too runny 
um, perfectly thick two C's. Um, yeah, this movie is a bop. So for my blueberry smoothie, I also use frozen blueberries. I have frozen blueberries. Basically just put some yogurt and ice and blend it up. Pretty good. Not, not terrible. Um, I'm not a huge smoothie fan. I think like it's better to just drink water. Like I definitely put water over smoothie. <laughs> I never really drink smoothie. You put water in front of everything. No, my ranking is like if I like if I like water more than the thing that I'm drinking, why would I drink that other thing? Because it's like less good for you than water. I think the smoothie is healthy. Not healthier just, than water. You can't just go about just drinking water and not eating things. I try to eat <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> I don't think I'm like forgetting to eat and then like fuck, I need a smoothie. <laughs> That's never happened. Um, Sometimes that happens to me. I'll be like, fuck, I didn't eat. Maybe I'll just make a smoothie. Mm. Um, and then usually my brain gets cold. Yeah, see, why I just drink water? Water. I don't think anyone has ever drank. Actually, you can drink too much water. But yeah, so smoothie. My smoothie is pretty good, though. Can't complain. There's definitely worse drinks than a smoothie. Wow, very convincing. Very nice. Also, the way you made your smoothie sounds like a Walmart version of mine. Not even oh. like. CVS. Mine was like I had blueberries, I had ice, and I had yogurt, so blended them up. Today on the show, we're having Amani and King Vision Ultra, a duo from New York City. King Vision Ultra does all the production on the project, and um, Amani lays down a majority of the vocals. We just heard about them pretty recently, and me and Teresa both were pretty enthralled by the album all the visuals that come from it, all the things that the group is doing are just really cool and got, I feel like immediately engaged us. Um, the project also has features from Elucid, who's part of Arm & Hammer, who we had on a previous podcast, and Masai, who was also on a previous podcast. So they're kind of in the family of artists that we really love and that are doing such dope shit in New York. Yeah, and also just shout out to King Vision Ultra. From the beginning, he's been like supporting us and DMing us about like our podcast. And so just shout out to him for being so supportive of our project and our journey. So much love already to both of them. Um, And with that, we're just going to call them up right now what up y'all hey thanks so much for coming on hi hello hello. how are you how are you dang he's dressed up for 10 a.m yo he dressed (laughs) up he don't fuck around hey i like oh I like the well. The prints don't even match, but they work. Dang. Yeah, yeah, you know that's 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 how we do. Almost forty years of experience, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, how are y'all doing? Good. How are you? Good. 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 
Uh, I need sleep, but I'm I'm good. I've been having like, yeah. I, yo, I went to sleep like at like 11:30 last night, but then I woke up. I, yo, I've been up since four. Like, just, why? I was in, oh, damn. just I can't. I couldn't sleep. Like my, uh, you know, what I'm saying like I wake up and then my brain is just like, yeah, I feel, I feel that. Nope, notepad next to the bed, and it's just it's madness. Um, uh, just a lot of ideas flying out of my my scalp. <laughs> what my cranium yeah yeah crazy i don't think i've ever been woken up by ideas (laughs) well yeah i don't uh yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it on that romantic uh edit because it wasn't that it wasn't that romantic i just i just just drank too much water before i went to bed (laughs) the real tea the real tea (laughs) keep it a buck but yeah um, essentially essentially yeah i i was kept up by my ideas kept up yeah (laughs) So, but Quote. got got the workout in. I'm good. I'm you know blood flowing. Got my smoothie. Oh I'm, damn! I'm cool. Oh shit! We're all on so different wavelengths. <laughs> 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 nah, it's all good though. Yeah, I mean, I I think I was just excited for the for this. So I would think you know. we're so excited to have y'all on. Like we heard the album and we were like, wow, like this is incredible. Like yeah, we did, like. Yeah, they just like I feel like touch both of us in like so many different ways, and we're super excited to talk to y'all about it. Thank you so much. Maybe if y'all just wanted to like introduce the album really quick, just for people who like haven't heard it, and then we can ask some questions more about the project. All right, uh, an unknown infinite. It is a collaboration piece between myself and King Vision Ultra over there, and um, uh, we uh. Uh, it's an eight eight month endeavor. It was an eight month endeavor. Uh, everybody on it is from New York, except for our host on the on the project, right, Moni? She, oh, true. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. But, yeah. But so, I mean, she you know she represents <laughs> New York. She got yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. New York uh, vibes going on. Absolutely, um, Brooklyn. Big Brooklyn vibes. <laughs> big Brooklyn vibes. But yeah, got Moni, got a bunch of um, New York family on there. Um, yeah. And the project, it you know, at least for me, speaking for myself, like it was a, it was a great moment for me because I started out rapping like that's and like how I started out in the in the scene and the music shit was rap, um, but then I kind of delved more into production and instrumentation. But then coming out of that phase, the instrumentation and production, I started rapping more. And um, I, I was just scratching and itching to, I was itching to do it more, but I didn't really have like the same cats around, the same producers. And um, coincidentally, me and me and gang, we was doing event stuff together. We were just working together and like he started sending me some beats. And yeah, I just tapped in. I really like, you know, it 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 felt good to really like express myself through writing specifically and trying to capture like visions, not only my my vision, but like vision the vision of people who I respect as well. And um yeah, just putting together something good for for, you know, something that I got that that could outlast like us type shit. Like something that represents who we are. Mm. you know what we fuck with yeah <clears throat> and i'm i'm uh i'm king vision ultra some a lot of people know me as gang um i i run the uh the outlet 
I'm not saying label anymore, but the outlet uh, and outlet. <laughs> yeah, had, had the pass. collective. You know what I mean? Had the collective uh, slash coalition PTP Purple Tape Pedigree um, out of New York. I'm from Money Making Manhattan. Um, I'm and Queens is my second home. I'm I'm in Queens now. Uh, and yeah, essentially, like like Amani said, we we've we we've known each other for almost a decade now. I'm I'm a bit older, so I was making music since I've been making music since like ninety five, ninety four, ninety five. But like more so bullshit like bedroom um mixtapes and whatnot. But actual like mix actual tapes. Actual mix tapes yeah. <laughs> so to cut to modern day and whatnot, like Amani and I relinked um a few years ago just from you know after some physical distance just being like real life just does that to you so and also also being in the city that you know you're just like in the mix and in your little pockets or whatnot um we linked up last we did an event called silent weapons well i i, I do an event series called silent weapons which is a fundraiser series basically showcasing or putting on artists, putting on shows in mostly DIY environments as much as possible and um, having artists, creators come together and show that it's not about some hierarchy or it's not about some headliner. It's not about the guarantee and the fee that you're right, going to get right. and whatever, whatever, and breaking that all, breaking that wall and showing that we can actually become actionable and become, right. you know, uh, we can utilize our voices, like almost literally, for most people uh, to make change and you know make make some direct like raise money basically for local, um, mostly nonprofit organizations. Lo lo local action is what I'm most interested in in that on that front. But we did one in December. It was like an eight-hour joint. We fed people. We, it was like eight to ten people on the bill. Amani uh, played. I played. After that moment, we really got on the phone and was like, yo, let's, let's like, let's do this thing that we've been kind of passing back and forth in DMs and texts and whatnot. And, you know, I sent him a beat pack and I've, I've, uh, shaped, not shape shifted, but I've definitely, you know, not in the bad way, not in the negative way, but I've shape shifted <laughs> and like gone through the different pockets and, you know, I've made some noisy things. I've made some droney kind of things and, yeah. you know, whatever I've, uh, Right, I just right. kind of came back. King Vision Ultra is sort of my return to like the most, you know, my like, I guess you could say like original ultimate form. <laughs> and, when I first, and, that's, and that's what's so that's what's so dope about this project. We're both tapping into like our origin story. Because like I first met you, like when I first met you, I didn't even know you were on that type that time, right? Shit. I, I thought you were like oh. a tech life kind of dude. Like footwork and shit. <laughs> like footwork. Which is, yo, uh, uh, Teresa and Sam, you're in Chicago. Yeah, we're from Chicago, so we know. Yes. We know. <laughs> fully get that yep. reference. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's because that was going on at Palisades. We were doing shows at Palisades, and Amani was would was doing shit over there as well as working the door sometimes. So like mm. he would be working the door from for shows that I'd be putting on there. Uh, it just so happened to be that, and yeah, sometimes you get like footwork folks like on the bill right. like I, I i was cool with some like a good bit of those tech life cats like tay and them um, oh, um you know what really like king vision ultra and all that that's like a response to like 
the fakery and the fuckery that I would see in like the so-called like electronic global mm. community, uh, like right. on the internet and all that shit. Like there was just a lot mm. of like dumb shit and institutions hopping on like the, the, the coolest, like next, like mm. edgy electronic, et cetera, you know, whatever, like uh-huh. underground. Da, da, da. And I was just like whack to me. So I was like, man, fuck all this. Like, let me get back to like what I do, you know? And then, uh, you know what I'm saying? And made my own sound with that came out with an album called pain of mind. You know what I mean? And that was like the first album I ever did. First time I've ever really been that happy with my music. So that was cool too. So that was a sign for me. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, yeah, I sent that to you, Amani, and I sent you probably some extra beats. Yeah, we were just, we've been talking about it since really 2018, I guess, which is funny because there's an eight in there too. There's a lot of eights surrounding this project, which is, you know, that, that infinite. (laughs) But um, yeah. Essentially, uh, I sent you a pack on New Year's Eve, and that had guillotine in it, that had Holyfield in it, and maybe one other beat. I know you chose another beat. Actually, you didn't write. You didn't. You didn't end up recording it. Yet. I didn't. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, going back to um, you talking about like the infinite and the eights. So, what does an unknown infinite like really mean to you guys? And I heard like it's repeated in the first song called An Unknown Infinite, obviously. And then also like that phrase throughout the album. So can you talk so, more about that concept and that name? It's funny because yeah, we I feel like we were supposed to um harp on this in the in the last joint we did when we talked when we talked about the album. Mm. Um because it's a it's yeah, it's kind of a funny story because I remember I couldn't figure out what I wanted to name the joint. And I was like, yo, I think I said, um, what do you think about a pain unknown? Cause like that <laughs> shit was resonating with me, right? I was, I was like, that's just resonating. And I was like, I think I, I, I was pretty sure that, will, that was what it was gonna be. And then he was like, yeah, I'll rock with it. I rock with it. And then I hit him up cause I felt weird about something. I was like, son, I don't feel right. I was like, yo, did you, what, did I ask you if you'd use like, I was like, you yo, is this the name of your fucking tape? <laughs> my first tape. Because my right. first tape was called Pain of Mind. And you were Pain like, is that, is that the same shit as your first shit? Like, right. Because I, I don't not, know not, what, where the feeling came from. I just, yeah, probably had just seen it before and like kind of just, you know, put it together in my head and like the name. Because that's a good name too. Um, but then because you you, you dropped, some, dropped something within that, like, Bob, we started talking about. He started suggesting other, other ideas, um, and then he suggested an unknown infinite. I like the name of pain unknown because it was like, I felt yeah, the whole shit kind of represented a deep pain that was being that was being expressed, but also the idea of the infinite and unknown infinite. Um, I mean, in all my shit, in whatever whatever context, it's like. You know the all continuing, the all knowing kind of kind of vibe. Like it's like, so I think I don't know anything that has to do with infinity and and the continuality of existence or non-existence kind of mm-hmm. resonates. Cause um, yeah, that's you know that's that's I guess what I believe in type shit. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just hit. It just hit. But it was just funny that I just think it's funny that. I wanted to name it something kind of in line with like what gang 
What was it? A pain of pain of mind. Pain, the pain of unknown yeah. and pain of mind is is pretty is pretty similar, especially for somebody if you believe if for you to do that to release something twice. Yeah, it would have fit. It would have fit in like this weird like bookshelf like chronology kind of thing. Like it would right, look, exactly. it would it would look <laughs> pretty next to each other. You know what I mean? But like yeah. I think for me, like an unknown infinite was I mean, to me an unknown infinite is energy, and that's that's how we work. That's how. That's sort of how we, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, everything is energy. And that's how, that's like what we build on. That's like, literally, like we speak on this shit, you know what I mean? And someone, someone referred to the album as mysticism, like having a sort of mysticism about it. And I definitely, I definitely would say, I mean, in building the soundscape and, and the dialogue samples and whatnot around what was being said around you know the verses that were being laid down by all the wordsmiths uh, it was apparent that there was a spiritualism not a spirituality it's not like there's a specific sect of like belief system other than sort of just the actual spirit like believing in the spirit spirit and yeah you know what i mean so like um sort of like beholding to that and that just also just ties into the the so-called unknown infinite yeah so that's and that's what that is and that's it's just whatever it's what we're constantly in and it's great because like we both knew like we both felt out each other's energy from jump and like kind of knew we we fucked with each other but um but there was yeah there you know shit like bonding over the milford graves documentary and you know you putting me on to like uh, 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 vodka and like vodka. <laughs> not the drink. I'm, little... not, I'm not making people drink. Oh, I'm, not I'm, that's I'm straight, drink. I'm straight edge now. <laughs> Vodka's a, uh, just to fill in. Vodka's a a brilliant <clears throat> street poet, we should say, uh, from Philly. You, Philly. If you look, up... I'm in Philly right now. So. Oh, where? Okay. Yeah. Where are you? Are you near Germantown? Because that's where Vodka's from. Oh, I know where Germantown is. Yeah. I looked up vodka. I don't know why I expected anything more than the alcohol to come up. <laughs> oh yeah, now if you look up vodka freestyle, <laughs> vodka freestyle, you'll definitely you should probably see it um, unless you the the only other alternative I could picture you finding would be no no bueno, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll check I'll check him out. Kind of going back to that energy and talking about your guys' older work, it seemed like there were a lot of points on this album where like everything was very close to just like going off the rails and blowing all the way out. Like like at the end of Holy Field where everything's like really chopped or even like throughout Guillotine where it seems like at every point, like it could just be overcome with distortion. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. was there any temptation to just kind of blow the music all the way out and like go all the way away from the structure or did y'all know like the exact limits you wanted to push with the music um hmm. no i personally like as as the as the person who you know whatever produced and mixed mastered whatever um did all that on my end like technically and whatever in the shaping of it nah i wouldn't say i had that in mind for this uh, ever like there's moments of distortion there's like little flashes of it but i you know i feel like i did that in previous and sort of like flat in, in 
a little bit more, it was poured on a little heavier in, in past works of mine. Like if you got, if there was a mixtape I dropped uh, in March, I believe, early quarantine. It was sort of like a, a fundraiser mixtape, but it was, that was a very distorted little journey that got kind of noisy and I, like even <laughs> listening back to it i was like wow i was on some shit <laughs> like i was on some other shit that night but um yeah for me i didn't i didn't really picture that uh at, at any sort of instance in shaping the sonics um i think maybe next time there might be something more mm -hmm. along the lines of that because i know i like straight up like i know armani said to me he's like yo like I fuck with that noise shit and I'm like, all right, yeah, <laughs> that's all I need to hear. But you know, in, in, in the way that this was going, I think, I think it was, yeah, I think we just needed to kind of, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It is like literally like just let it be how it is. And, and, right. you know, we'll see where the next one takes us. Um, but it's definitely not going to be the same. Like I want to stress, like, I'm not, I'm, I don't think any of us, and from what I've seen of uh, of Amani's create creative sort of channel, it ain't. It's not something that we do, cookie cutter, part two, part three, part four. Like no, we're not industrialized like that. You said the content of the album was really important. So I feel like a lot of the themes of restoration and love permeate throughout the entire project, but also like the lyrical content and beats sometimes feel like dark and brooding. So how did you both try to center that feeling of love within a project that at times can feel somewhat dark? With, I mean, that's, that's, that's the atmosphere. That's the climate we're in right now. Nice. You know what I mean? Like we, you gotta, you have to be able to find, you have to one, move with intention and two, be able to find joy and love in you know in in kind of almost like the darkest or whatever the most dire and i don't know whatever you want however you want to describe it but just in the most uh yeah just heaviest of uh atmospheres so we'll just put it like that you know um i think we both are are, are pretty equipped at like finding our little you know chiseling out our little moments for joy rituals and things of that nature so yeah sonically or whatever i mean i think like the hard shit is you know, the the you know if, if it's say like the the beats of the sound overall sounds maybe like darker or heavy i guess in that way um or can come off darker i mean that's that's like what gets us up in the morning though you know what i mean like that's like you know we like making the screw face and that like makes us happy <laughs> I don't know. That's me. That's me. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I could speak for Amani on that, but I would love to not speak for him on that as well. <laughs> like, Amani, you chime in, B. <laughs> I mean, in a little blurb I wrote about the um, project, um, one line I say, love is always underlined in pursuit of the dollar. And like, that's just like, I mean, when I, I said that, when I said that, it's pretty like literal what it means but um i said that as a means of kind of like clarification sort of for like people who are close to me that are going to hear it family in particular um because it is a it is a pretty dark at least lyrically 
from the shit I'm saying, it is a pretty like dark, some dark shit, some dark shit. And it, and, and yeah, there are moments where it touches on not so dark shit, but for the most part, yeah, without, without some of those interludes that was like in line with like our core beliefs, without those moments, it would be hard. It would, people might not be as inclined to see the vision type shit. Absolutely, because I feel like folks, you don't want people to always take what you're saying literally, even down to the album artwork too, you know, there's like so much like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of space in what and how we create and then we like to be layered and we like to, you know, we love layers. So well, when I went in and, and, and found certain dialogue and whatnot, it was, it was completely a framing device and just something to drive the, you know, maybe even like highlight the subverted, you know, the the fact that Amani's talking about money on, on one or two songs or three songs and and being capitalist. He's not, I, to me, it never was. And in our conversations, it was always apparent that it's not about like, it's not about this. It's not about this dollar that he's, he's not talking about paper money. He's talking about what, what the dialogue in the, in the album says is a spiritual currency. It's energy. You know what I'm saying? It's like karmatic. What, what you put in is what you get back and being, you know, um, being wealthy in that, on that level. Uh, and also just to, just to hit back to, to the, to the other point, like we create and move with love period. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's why we're shaping, we're reshaping the way we speak and we refer to certain things. We're like taking, we're claiming language and reclaiming language. And, you know, it's not about being proper because that notion is all tried and true bullshit old mythology. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not here to like play out archaic little structures that were made to basically like hold people back and like take advantage of, of folks. And to keep people marginal, you know, pushed to the margins or pushed outside of the margins. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not operating by institutional standards. And there's full on, you know, that's fully intentional. Essentially, at the end of the day, like, if we named it a pain unknown, I feel like, I feel like even that is, is almost driving too, too, it's like almost missing the point in a way. Like, while like, the subject matter and the contents of, you know, what you're writing Amani was, was um, like, yes, you're dealing with certain past or present traumas and pain, so to speak. I think framing it around pain isn't where we're at now. You know what right, I mean? Right, Just right. to put it like really simply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's the, there is the Buddhist principle of like being able to face so-called darkness being able to face pain and and whatnot and that's that's something that you know i go by um that's why that's why the first thing was called pain of mind it's it's a reference to buddhism and you know what 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 a powerful you know world creator the mind can be you know what i mean um and then also obviously like if you listen to it you'll that's some other shit that's another that's another joint. Listen to uh, 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 an unknown infinite, though. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all just gave me a lot to go off of, but something yes, that Sam. 
I really appreciated about the album was the sequencing. And mm -hmm. tell me if I'm wrong, but to me, it really felt like the beginning of the album was like super skeletal um, and just the bars on it were addressing like subjects kind of a bit more like in a roundabout, like abstract way. Whereas like, as I went down the album, like the end was kind of like talking your shit, like the mm. beat were hitting a little harder. Was that intentional or um, is that just kind of how everything came together? Since that was, I guess like a lot of my hand or whatever. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really take it as that. Uh, I took, I mean, there's certain joints, there's certain like, we, like we've said before, and I mean before as in like one other time, um there were songs there was like two moments on there there's two songs on there where like i feel are more kind of just kind of get loose uh talk your shit kind of moments but still they they deal they still deal thematically with it's basically they're still thematically sound uh then you have this string, I mean, to me, one of the most apparent strings in theme and cohesiveness in theme, I guess, is Throw the Fear, Shaft in Africa, Concrete Slides. That being sort of really just addressing the past and present day, um, a lot of it dealing with and addressing with, you know, what the uprisings are about. You know what I'm saying? Like why there's, 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 shit going off and there's been shit going off in the streets and and then some um and then there's like a spiritual war that goes beyond that and that's where you get to me that's where even though that's one of the like to me that's one of like the shit talking songs but like that's where you get sunscreen that's where you get guillotine that's where you get um you know because there's, there's like moments of protection like to me like a, a not so fruitful wealth is like this like armor it's about like it's like showcasing the armor um yeah i see that holy field i think is kind of like that but that's also the other like to me that's the other shit talking song um but definitely like um oh hell juice i don't know yeah i don't know i i didn't i didn't read it quite like that that's interesting that you read it like that um hmm cool <laughs> I don't know, but there's definitely there'll be it was intention like as far as the sequencing goes or whatever and and the way sort of like the themes uh, are built upon, I would say that there's that was completely intentional. Um, I love that you read it slightly different than I had you know than I guess at least me personally I had yeah. Um, yeah. No, I could definitely tell it was intentional, which is why I wanted to ask. Because I'm like, is this is this the way they saw it too? But um, mm -mm -mm. oh, I mean, there's I was all I was gonna say was there's power in the fact that like we have a lucid setting it all off. Uh, rather, we have Moni Love and Milford Graves setting mm -hmm. it off, or Milford Graves' voice. Um, I wish we had Milford Graves in the. In, you know, I wish we had met. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I, I was in the same room with him. Yeah there's also and there's also power in the fact that like Masai is the other solo and she's right at the end basically um you know the song originally was called holy water but it's now now we we went with we went with water just straight water um life life giver life taker you know what i mean just kind of is more a little bit more powerful but like holy water was like yo you're getting blessed but like <laughs> yeah. i don't know that's how i always hell juice too hell juice holy water 
Yeah, yeah, there's that too. There's that interplay. There's a lot of like little, little fun <laughs> doodads, as I call them. <laughs> um, going back to when you were talking about the song Shaft in Africa, so mm-hmm. I noticed that the speech at the end, um, I think, comes from one conversation between Toni Morrison and Angela Davis, where she says Absolutely. That. Um, so basically Davis thinks that there won't ever be a point where like freedom really exists. And so how did you come across this exchange and how does this type of thinking tie into, I guess, your album theme or like what's even going on in the current moment? Uh, I just have like a crazy stack of YouTube links and a Gmail draft <laughs> basically um but nah like i i yeah uh i listen to i just listen i like i love listening to people speak i love I like i listen to podcasts apparently um but also you know before that it's uh, there's always been this this love for you know the human voice and the the tempo the rhythm of speech and obviously when it's absolute geniuses speaking then, you know, it's a win-win. So I fell upon that conversation again a uh, couple months ago in, I don't know, I think I was like doing artwork or something and I just put it on and I was like, oh, 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 like just kept oh. hearing gems. And then, you know, and then it was just like, all right, like then it's sort of, I was like, all right, well that, that right there, like that segment, like that, that's, that's something I'm going to come back to in reference to this this album like one of these songs this is going to happen <laughs> this is going to be applied to that it's sort of pointless to think uh to think and not i don't know i don't know if i want to say it's sort of pointless to think end game but to think extra utopian about your about this lifetime if you're if you're dedicated to revolution you know if you're dedicated to like making change happen um fighting for freedom as they say like there's I mean, yeah, there's that fight is an everyday thing. It's not just a couple hashtags and a couple reshares on Instagram for two or three months, if that. Um, you know, it's not just a couple donations or a couple protests, even. Like, you, you know, you can't just go out in the street a couple times and wave, wave a sign and, and say BLM or whatever. And, and nah, like, and that, and that goes on. That's all over the world, though. Like, you know, like, Tibet's been fighting forever, like Hong Kong, like, come on, B. So um, that's, that's how I read it. That's why I used it. Cause I just thought it was like a very, like, I just thought it was like an important message to like, kind of like uh, bring people back to the reality at hand and sort of ground everyone again. You know, it's like a grounding device. Um, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Also, Angela Davis's voice is just really nice. <laughs> Absolutely, the way yeah. she the way she speaks is mm-hmm. is, is is musical. It's yeah. it really is. Yeah, that was beautiful. We would love to talk about the video for a not so fruitful wealth. I know that was like the first thing I saw, and it just like hit me hard. I was like, oh, damn. Um, so I know you worked with an uh, an external director, but I was wondering like what were y'all trying to convey with that video? And also like, it looked like it was shot recently. What was it like to shoot a video during the whole like quarantine, like crazy time in New York lately? I was just like, yo, bro, 
I'm about to shoot a video for this shit. <laughs> he was like, oh, word? But, and I was like, yeah, I'm trying to do some shit with mad bikes. It was supposed to be a video where we was just like, just bike life in it out, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then, so yeah, that was the original vision. I linked up with the director, talked to him about it. On like some, it out. On some, on some regular rap shit, except the shots were just more curated. It, it, they weren't as cookie cutter as you would say. Like they, they were more mm-hmm. curated. But the dude that shot it, shout out to Nate. Uh, yeah, shout out Nathan, to Nate. Nathan Bahar. He, um, he's a photographer, so he took that was his first video. He took uh, <laughs> he took those skills and applied it to the to the video, and it came to Jackson. Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we uh, we broke we broke onto the rooftop. <laughs> Um, nah, nah. I call. I called the super. I made. I made sure that alarm wasn't gonna go off and people were gonna get in trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, we got to the rooftop. Uh, you had your sister with you, Diani, right? She dropped Max. a video the day after I dropped that video. Yeah, it's in black and white too. That's ill. That's ill. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a terrible twosome right here. This is that's crazy. You you two are are, are trouble. In in the best way, um, but yeah, yeah, they were they were up in the in the apartment, not the apartment, but they were, we were in the hallways. We were like on other people's floor, basically, like uh, counting wads of cash and <laughs> and, and uh, just yeah, I had my mask on to to yeah, sort of almost on. like yeah, mask it on. Nobody um, else in the video had their mask, but it, like I almost I kept mine on just for that fact though too. It was just like well, like let's have like one kind of time capsule moment you know something to like document the fact that this was made during quarantine that this was made during a pandemic <laughs> you know what i mean you know hopefully hopefully we'll uh whatever but hopefully at one point sometime down the line like we can look back and and say oh shit remember that like we had to wear masks every time we left the house every you know blah 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 so um but yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, I was only in it for a split second. It was that was really more Imani and, and, and Nate. Um Nate's doing and I thought it came out incredible. I was like very, very, very pleased. Even with the first cut without me in it, I was just like, yo, can I get in it real quick though? But yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, Imani was insistent and, and it was cool. I'm glad it all worked out. We're working on um a couple new couple new visuals, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, nice. Ka shouted the video out, which is sick too. Mm. My man, Kasim. Yeah, yeah um, that's my guy. Yeah, he's. I love him. Like, what should we look out for y'all in the future? Are you gonna keep working together? Are there solo things that we should look out for y'all for? Both. So <laughs> I love it. All right. Yeah. So, um, just look out for my look out for my shirts, man. I'm trying oh, to get facts. some shirts off, man. <laughs> got a lot of shirts. <laughs> I've been, you know, fucking with a lot of designs. Oh, um, not saying you got a cop now, but I'm just know I'm working on. I'm working towards the, the fashion shit a little bit. Um, oh, you're trying to get into the fashion week now? I don't know about all that. I don't know about you trying to that. you trying to ver- you trying to Virgil it out? Is that what's going on? Yeah, you know, have you know have people possibly. tap dancing to 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 your to, the, to our beats? Great, cool. 
Thanks. No, but um, besides that, besides that though, I'm not pressed, so I'm not planning on. I don't have any music plans. I'm doing. I'm kind of like coming out of the mist of this too. Like it's it's you know not the fog, the mist. Uh, it's sort of like one of those things of just like letting this. I mean, one like we want to let this breathe because it deserves that. You know, it deserves to not have the, a quick follow-up and just like, oh, we're just going to keep jabbing you and, and, and just you're going to forget about the first thing because everyone already is on microwave time anyway. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's not on Spotify. I don't think it ever will be. Expect something, expect more stuff with Amani and other folks who are on the album. Uh, already, I, I have things on, my, on the plate that I need to get done and one or two things with one or two people at least who are on the album already and uh, i have a solo i have a little like visual ep that was supposed to drop a lot earlier this year um but i held back due to the to the state of things and um it's going to probably drop in october Bandcamp friday the first friday in october It'll be on kingvultra.bandcamp.com. I might press up some tapes through PTP. So purpletapepedigree.bandcamp.com. That's also where you can get, that's the only place you can get the uh, um, album with Amani on an unknown infinite. Just trying to like basically maintain, you know, not maintain, but also just like further claim our authorship, our ownership uh, and in contextualizing Versus like leaving that up to like Pitchfork or whoever is out there to like review and, you know, get lyrics wrong and get, you know what I'm saying? And get just and kind of misspell shit, you know, what I mean? like just people's names be misspelled or like miscapitalized or whatever. And just like, you know, we got to keep all that respect. I mean, you know, we got to keep that respect in check. Well, thank yeah. y'all so much for like coming on and talking to us. We really love the project and we'll definitely like shout out all your stuff and like looking forward to what you guys do in the future. Oh, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. For real. Like like thank no, you for coming, yeah. coming through and, and, and being being morning people. <laughs> <laughs> That's only one out of four people here is fully awake and it's you. <laughs> <laughs> got all the batteries in the back right now. literally yeah, you have up? all the batteries for all of us <laughs> standing up right now so i'm standing up yeah Dang, I that's, kinda, but I, that's like yeah that's the only way though like I, you know what i mean i can't be too comfortable my my brain will start to slump yeah, off <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna steal that from you yeah, it's pretty fly. It's like, you know, I'm in a closet right now. So, I'm, but like, oh, like a walk in closet, I guess, to speak. For context. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's a um, new booth. Yeah, that's love. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. We really respect your music and the way you guys go about like creating things so intentionally, you know? Thank you. Mm -hmm. That means a lot. No, really, yeah. that, that, that means a lot. And like, as I said, like, I uh, got onto you through the messiah episode and that's that's family um yeah she was great she was oh awesome God. yeah and then and then the arm and hammer that's family too so like just to see uh to see you all kind of highlighting as i said like highlighting these like amazing geniuses and also the string like this is like a string that carries through like these are all related Folks are all related. Like folks are all doing shit. Like 
within a coalition yeah. circle. So no, like, we like, I mean, this is like all the music that like we fuck with and we love, but we're like, Ill, are they gonna Ill. start being sus because we like want to talk to everyone? <laughs> like, we just love <laughs> I, no, do it though. Like, yo, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying though. That that's what I mean. Like this type shit. Like what you are doing. This is like what we need, like what what like our coalition needs. You know what I'm saying? Because like we don't need like this person from wherever they're from. You know what I mean? Or from like London or whatever talking about <laughs> shit like like over tea and crumpets. Like, nah, like come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know we yeah. we need like those. We need uh, more that. folks to sort of trace the trace the lineage <laughs> and 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 make the connection, so to speak. You know what I mean? So. So like, thank you for, for real, like, thank you for including us in it and, and just like doing the work that you do because you also ask like wonderful questions. That's not just the same cookie oh, cutter, like what equipment <laughs> do you use? La, 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 like, come on. Anyway. We'll look out thank- for everything. We'll look out for yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> thank y'all. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Amani and King Vision Ultra and check out their newest album, An Unknown Infinite. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.